Hey everyone, hope that you're doing well, taking great care. Today's podcast comes a day late from normal, and that's for a couple reasons. Number one, yesterday I sort of took a day to not do professional things. (laughs) So I went and played golf with my family and spent some time with family afterwards for the whole night. And really just sort of detached a bit and had a, a bit of a family day, if you will. And that was really, really useful for me, really positive. And I took some time this morning to catch up on some things which I've been wanting to catch up on, which, yeah, I think I, I definitely needed. So here I am back with episode 331. And it's going to be one episode before I start a new series where I get into Stoicism and talk through some different quotes which are critical to Stoicism to give a sort of brief overrun of various principles within it and what they mean when put into practice. But today I want to sort of end this 10 episode sequence which I've had or however many it is to talk through something else which I've been seeing and sort of thinking about critically with everything that's been going on and transpiring in our social dialogues across the world uh, and also in the United States. And something I think about a lot in terms of having equality and also equality of outcomes and, 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 and fairness The things which I think about are, well, why can't we work backwards here? And why are we not working backwards? When I say working backwards, the thing that comes to mind is asking what the ultimate goals are in the first place. So when I think about opportunities to get somewhere and to go somewhere and for people to be equal and for people to have no determination of whatever their predispositions are, whatever the characteristics which are beyond their control are, to be able to have an equality of opportunities and also a fair distribution among them. A thing which I think about is exactly what I just said. What are the goals? And what specific things are going to be most important to do and to tackle. And this is where I get into a number of these things, right? It is a goal for large groups of people to have the same amount of people involved in politics, of money earned. And if so, why? And, and I think we take a step back and say, well, what are our goals for human beings? What, what does it mean to have a good life? What does it mean to live well? What does it mean to have the opportunity to live well? And if you have a lot of money and career opportunities, does that mean that you're going to live well, that you're going to be happy, that you won't have certain problems in your life? And 
for me, when, whenever I come back to this point, it just becomes more and more clear that if our goal is happiness and our goal is people to become content and for people to be able to live good, meaningful, purposeful lives in which they do not perpetrate violence onto others, but they are able to have positive friendships, develop community, help their communities grow, and also live individually in a good and positive way, then what does having a lot of money have to do with that? What does having certain jobs have to do with that? And, and that's a, a question I take a step back to ask. And, and it's, it's quite perplexing to me because when I think about personally what I've learned through my studies of happiness, what it means to live well, looking at different philosophies, religions, how people live in the current moment, how people have lived in the past. I get to this common conclusion, which I'm sure you're all very familiar with by now, which is we're all ultimately striving for this ability to be content and to live a good life and to be happy. And When we take that into account, we have to take a step back to say, okay, well, what are the prerequisites of happiness? And how, how much do I need to be happy? And will certain jobs make me happy? Will certain ways of living make me happy? Will I have to fall into a certain framework or fill a certain percentage for me to be happy? And when I take a step back to think about it, it it perplexes me a bit because of just that. Because of this perplexing notion of what do we want? What are the actual goals? What do we want at the end of the day? And then also when looking at those goals, are they actually attainable? And how can we know that those goals are attainable. And if they are attainable, what is the timeline? What is the timeline to achieve those goals? And how can that timeline be determined effectively? And also, in a way that is well thought, in a way that is critically thought, and in a way that is not too aspirational or beyond our means, or in a way that takes away from so many other competing goals which we have and which could end up being a net loss when you look at the totality of all of these competing goals that we have and the ways in which we are striving toward them. And this perplexes me and and I'm sure it perplexes you to a degree as well as we'll find ourselves in this position of trying to figure out what this means and how to weigh properly the different goals that we have and how to determine effectively the timelines that it takes to achieve these goals and also the prerequisite research which would underlie us being able to know whether these things are actually doable to the highest fashion we we want and also what perhaps the limits are of a solid attempt and, and of implementing all of these things which we're discussing. And I think that 
this is something which we need to talk about more. And this is the minutiae into which we need to enter into our public discourse, right? We find ourselves in this position of, yes, we have certain goals. And yes, there are so many honorable things and, and, and justice changes which we need to make in our world and in our society. Yet there are, there are so many, inherently in me saying that there are so many. And how do we tackle them simultaneously? What are the timelines for all of them? What are the actual goals for each of them? What are the goals that underline each of them? What are the ultimate goals that these changes and sub-goals are actually trying to lead to? And how can we think through that more critically and more effectively? And to understand how our systems and how all the systems which relate to each other are working together to achieve these sub-goals, which if we do it well and do it properly, we can get to the place of understanding that these sub-goals work together to help us achieve at both the individual and group levels these bigger, more holistic goals. And for me, as I've said previously, that bigger holistic goal is how to have a society which helps people to live well, live purposefully, live meaningfully, not do wrong to others, not do wrong to the self, and to achieve contentment and happiness. And then the question within that, which I think should inform how we go about this, is what are the opportunities and what are the constraints that we have as a world and as a society in order for us to actually achieve that goal? And what are the limits of that goal? And what are the benefits and costs of achieving this goal? And it's curious because you, you can take a step back and say, okay, let's interchange well-being and happiness for wealth. And then when you start to ask that question, you start to see how all of these things start to work together. Is wealth a necessity for happiness, which is a topic I've covered previously? How much wealth is needed to create a base level for people to achieve contentment, for people to, to work properly psychologically within themselves so that they can live well and do well. And to not commit negative acts and to not perpetrate acts of wrongdoing and violence toward themselves or toward others in society. And you start to get into this circle, right? Because you can talk about wealth, you can talk about education, you can talk about, uh, you can talk about happiness, as I mentioned earlier, you can talk about travel, you can talk about familial structures, you, you can start to get into all of these bigger goals, which perhaps we can have for society. And we need to examine all of these properly, or at least have enough people working on them and thinking about them, and then also working with the people who are making the decisions within our society and looking at the laws that we have and the current systems we have in place that are helping us get there. And to say, oh, what research do we have to know how effective these policies are in helping us get closer to these sub-goals which lead to these bigger goals?
And that's the sort of thinking which I deeply hope we can start to get into more. And, and we can, instead of looking at individual issues as they are, we can start to connect the whole picture. Because this isn't just about one issue. This isn't just about one thing. This is about how these all separate individual issues are tying together with each other. And then how all of those individual issues are informing these bigger things which society as a whole is concerned. And from there, we can have the really big conversations around how are these individual components working individually? How are they working together? What are the limits? What are the opportunities that we have within each of these components? How can we apply things within each of these components? How much do each of these components weigh? How do we weigh them properly? These are massive questions, absolutely massive questions, and I understand that. Yet, do I think that humans are incapable of, of answering them well, or at least developing a good answer to them? Absolutely not. I think that if we had our brightest minds and our most intelligent individuals being able to come together and work together and understand our collective humanity, and to come from different perspectives, different ways of life, different parts of the world, different past experiences, all of this, being able to come together and work on these problems together, to work critically together, that, that would bring us so far. If it was done deliberately, if it was prioritized, because if we're going to try to go somewhere, if we're going to try to achieve something, shouldn't we actually try to put the pieces together of how it can actually be done? To know the ways in which the system can be connected in so many different ways and altered in its different nodes for us to get somewhere? Shouldn't we strive for that knowledge, work together and prioritize that so that we can get to a better place as a collective society? What are the goals? That's what we need to ask ourselves. What are the goals? What's the point? When we have an answer to that, we can take a step to say, okay, if that is accomplished, what's the point? Where is that leading? What is the goal of the achievement of that goal? And from there, we can start to draw a map, we can start to understand how these things work together, we can start to push on initiatives and be able to weigh effectively all these different things that are going into the picture. We can start to address from top bottom based on the weights of these different things that need to be addressed for us to inch further, further, closer to these bigger goals which we have as a collective society. This is wildly idealistic. This is wildly, perhaps naive to a degree. Yet when I think about it as a scientist, as a researcher, as, as someone who thinks analytically about problems and our understanding of problems and also our addressing of problems, I think that this sort of thinking, this sort of coming together to think about ideas, to work together, to understand what we're dealing with and to also make changes effectively, to take steps forward collectively... That seems to be an antidote here.
I'd love to hear feedback as to why that's wrong. I'd love to hear feedback as to how I could adapt this thinking in the way in which I'm going about this. Because I'd, I'd be so wildly curious to hear because I think that if we can continue to develop this sort of idea, we could really get somewhere. So please, if you, had, if you have feedback on this idea, this way of thinking, please, please, please reach out to me. Send me a text if you have my number. Like, Send me a voice message on Anchor. Send me whatever. You can find me anywhere. You can email me, matt at mattbest.net, as I've said a million times. <laughs> um, and yeah, you can even share it to other people who you think would have interesting thoughts about this way of thinking and how we can start to incorporate it into ways in which it can become effective at a societal level. So with that, I thank you for tuning in, for sitting with me for these 17 minutes, and for thinking critically about this idea, which for me at least has so much importance. Thanks so much. Lots, lots, lots of love. And I'll be back soon. Please take care. Cheers.